You're listening to Faith in the Real World, presented by St. John's Lutheran Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm Graham Zima. This podcast, hosted by myself and Pastor Mark Tede, discusses topics and ideas surrounding faith in exactly as the title says, a real-world context. If you like what you hear, please like and subscribe to our YouTube page. And if you would like to know more information on St. John's and all the different things we do as a church, log on to stjohnsmpls.org to learn more. That's stjohnsmpls.org. With that, let's dive in, and thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Faith in the Real World. I'm Graham Zima. And I'm Pastor Mark. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. And Pastor Mark, today's question, what is your favorite church season? If you have to pick one. We're in it. This is the Super Bowl for the Christians uh, all around the world. And it's a because it's Holy Week and Easter. So last Sunday was Palm Sunday or Sunday of the Passion, and we celebrate uh, Jesus' entry into Jerusalem. Uh, And he enters in this just sort of fantastic way, riding on a colt that had never been ridden, and they throw their cloaks on the ground. And I mean, it's just this, the image is just remarkable. And for the um, ancient biblical people, they would see that as a king is entering the, the, the holy city of David, right? I mean, this is a big deal. So that's where it starts. Uh, and they all, they're shouting hosannas and blessed is the one who comes as king, who comes in the name of the Lord. There's this cacophony of joy, but he doesn't stay in Jerusalem. He leaves, um, it turns over some tables in the, in the temple and it, it starts to really kind of go downhill from there on then on. And, and we turn all the pyramids turn from, uh, uh, purple in Lent to this uh, um, crimson red color, the color of blood. And that's because on Thursday then, o- ancient word was Monday Thursday, which kicks off this holy three days for us of Monday Thursday, which Monday is an old English word for command. Um, Monday Thursday, Good Friday, and then there's a holy Saturday. And that's all one actual liturgical worship service. And it's, it's very theatrical. Um, and it, it, it just tells the whole story of Jesus' last uh, meal with his disciples. And he's washing the disciples' feet. Then he gives them the Lord's Supper, which we now hold as a sacrament in our church. And then after that, um, one of the disciples um, is outed as the betrayer by dipping his bread in the bowl of wine with Jesus at the same time that we learn that's Judas. He goes and and the whole story of Jesus' betrayal and the disciples will be with them, but that that night then he's arrested and they all flee. They all of them. Every single one of the disciples flees for their lives and Jesus is alone, gets on trial, and then on 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 Friday, we call it Good Friday, but it's really an awful Friday. But we call it good because of what Jesus endures there. Um is for Christians around the world the moment of of Jesus um, sort of enduring this harsh reality pain on the on the behalf of all people everywhere all time. He is crucified. They literally pounded nails through his wrists and his feet, and as he's about to die, they were going to break his femur so he couldn't breathe. But instead of breaking the femur, they just run a sword through him, and sure enough, it shows that he's he's dead. 
and they take him down and they bury him. And so then on Saturday is like a vigil held for um, a very solemn time. And when you do an Easter vigil service, it's very long. It's, it's a somber, solemn occasion, not necessarily sad, because it also, it's leaning into Easter Sunday morning. All of that matters. And it, it creates this beautiful rhythm where we experience the theology of the Lutheran church. And what I mean by that is that there's a basic tenet in Lutheranism. That it's called the law and gospel dialectic, right? That we, and um, there's a couple of uh, theologians that are really good at explaining this in, in earthy terms. And what they said, it's just telling the truth twice. The law comes at you, uh, God's law works at us and that it sets order, but it also indicts, right? So you could say that the law drives us to our knees and the gospel lifts us up and re- reestablishes us in, in the love and the forgiveness and the, in, in the grace of God. So we have the law and the gospel. That's like Good Friday and Easter. And so we have this beautiful moment where if, if you go through those services of Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, Easter vigil, and then you go to this Easter Sunday morning service, the whole story just pops. It comes alive. And it's just the most amazing, amazing feeling when you walk into a sanctuary that's suddenly been stripped of all the accoutrement, right? It's all the candles and everything's been done or veiled in black. It's, and we've been hearing stories of death and dying and sadness and sorrow and everybody's weeping and wailing in the stories. It's really sad. And then the next morning, you walk into a church, it's kind of quiet. Suddenly the organ kicks in, blows all the dust out of the organ, and you hear the pastor from the back of the room say, or somebody from the back of the room say, Christ is not here, Christ is risen, alleluia. And here in this congregation, we don't use the word alleluia for the entire season of Lent during the worship service. And so that's that, that word, which is sort of unabashed joy, resurges and we sing it and speak it all day long on Easter and it's just the greatest deal where we are, where we can finally participate in this unfolding story of our salvation and it, it's just that's why it's an absolute and it's the, on top of that there's not a whole lot of marketing that goes with Easter mm, yeah it's that's not, a really good point it, actually it's not a commercialized that you get Easter eggs you get occasionally some like local commercials that'll come up sure. with some type of sale but it's I mean, obviously, in comparison to something like Christmas, it's a complete right. day difference. Yeah. Cadbury eggs, right, with the line that goes, Rawr! or whatever, yeah. that one. People start eating peeps and trying to justify that they're good. Uh. <laughs> exactly right, yeah. You know, all those little things really just allow Easter to be its own thing. And it is absolutely the case that without Easter, Christianity is moot. Yeah. It, it just is not, because the resurrection of Jesus and then his ascension into heaven is the moment when the Jesus is both fully human and fully God. And that's the moment when we know the earthy side of it. We get it. We see it. Jesus bleeds. He, um, he, he weeps and he cries out in agony and abandonment from the cross. All those things are there. But then when he rises from the dead and greets the disciples with love and welcome, even though they abandoned him, we get the, the divine side of Jesus and it just links us to that that story becomes our story. And that his resurrection to life eternal, ours isn't going to happen like that. But it will happen based on the promises of God in Christ Jesus. And that, it just is, 
I just love Easter. I love the festival of it. I love the joy of it. Everyone seems to be in the greatest of moods. People who don't hardly ever come to church are there, and they've got their kids, and it's crazy loud and chaotic in the sanctuary because there's babies all over the place, and that's how churches should be. But it's just, that's my all. Let me, how about you? What's your favorite church season? Wow, that's tough. I mean, at one point in time, I would have probably said Christmas, but I think as I get older, it is starting to become more Easter. I think, well, on top of everything that you've already mentioned, but also it's just like that time of year where it's starting to get warm again. And there's just like, you know, especially if you live in the Midwest or, you know, even the East Coast or wherever you live where there's snow and you're starting to see signs of life on the other end, it's just like there's an optimism. Yeah. And I think that um, that ties in with all the stories surrounding Jesus, I think, is that that optimism. And, yeah. and I think, you know... You weather-related can, hope. We, weather-related hope, exactly. So I think as I got older, I, I think Easter has started to become... I, I can't say it's more impactful for me than Christmas, but I would say it's right up there. I mean, I just think... I think both are good for their different reasons. I think there's also a sense in around Christmas, and I think... Um, is that same optimism, you know, we're approaching a new year and there's sort of that feeling of like, you know, it's kind of cliche, but the new year's resolutions, but it is, you know, how can I be, at least the thought that goes through my head is how can I be a better person, Christian, what have you going into the next year? And that thought always crosses my mind, the reflection period of what have I done this year to be a good person? Where are my shortcomings and how can I take those shortcomings and, you know, improve upon them going into next year. So I think they're, they're both good for, for very different reasons. And it's, it's really tough to make a decision. If, if, on the spot, I'm going to say it's still Christmas, but Easter is right there. Yeah, I like that. For me, Christmas is also just a lovely time. with, But it's wrapped much more with nostalgia. Exactly. You know, you get that beautiful nostalgia. Sometimes I get carried away with my own nostalgia and it gets in the way, right? I got to put all my Christmas decorations up in the exact same spot every yeah. year. My wife laughs at me, but that's how I got to do it. And it's never the same, right? Like, that's the thing no. is, was Christmas is like both a very, when you're an adult, I feel like it's like, and you talked about this a little bit in a sermon back in December or touched on that subject where it's like, things feel like Christmas and, and you, you know, you're trying to capture that, that childhood thing, but things that used to be this positive, you know, th- these items that you were going to do are now like a checklist, <laughs> you know, because now you're the adult. Now, you know, you have a family, you got to do all these things, you got to take them to the relative's house and so on and so forth. Um, but still, I think there, no matter what age you're at, I think you can still find if you are looking in the right places. Yeah. Somebody said to me a long time ago that the, the, the spirit of Christmas, um, that wonderful sense that childhood sensation, you know, that you get that warm glow of the holiday season happens when you let go. Yeah. When you stop trying to manufacture it and you rest back and marvel at the moment that is yep th- suddenly then the world slows down and you can recover those beautiful emotions and frankly it's a lot easier to tap into your spiritual side when you've stopped the ticking of all of the boxes yep it really is a it's a the comparison almost like like when you're comparing it to how does this christmas compare to the one that i right. had when i was 12 years yep. old let the moment when you let that go it's you're right you can make a new memory you know a new exactly. experience and yep. it's not always going to be the same but that's i think there's a beauty in that i think it's just about perspective in that situation well and and ultimately right as a christian community and followers of jesus our goal isn't just to create a nostalgic event for families to enjoy sure 
our whole point is, and why we have these liturgical seasons, is because the whole year tells the story of Jesus, his ministry, his teachings, his, his work on, and preaching on justice, and it brings it all together so that we are in it. It becomes then our story. And so when we celebrate these major holidays, or even the lesser holidays, it's another touch point to realize the incarnation of God, the presence of God is with us right in here now, in this yeah. time and in this space. Um, and, and that's really important to remember. It's not the, okay, we got to exhume the old boxes out of the attic yeah, on yeah. Such, <laughs> such a day, and we got to put the Christmas tree right there, and we got to put the ornaments on just exactly so, and we got to make sure we make all these things for the bakes, uh, baking things. And all of that is wonderful, but it's all been gained over time, and it's getting larger. Nobody ever says, okay, this year, you know what we're going to do for Christmas? We're not going to do these cakes. Our, our thing for our celebration this year is to do less. Yeah. We, we, we don't do that. We add something. We bring a new person into the family, and now we're going to add what they do, too. That gets to be taxing, and that's not what God's expectation is. Mm -hmm. Christmas actually is God's gift to us. And why we work so hard, Easter, same thing. There's not a thing we could do that could make Jesus rise from the dead. There's not a thing that we could do to have Jesus be born of Mary. Not a thing. The gift of all of that is that God chooses to act. And we believe that God chooses to act again and again and again. Not just on Easter Sunday. Not just Good Friday, Monday, Thursday, Palm Sunday. Not just on Christmas. Every day. And we have these festivals, these major festivals, lesser festivals, so that we can have another moment of being reminded of, oh, that's right. And in fact, in a lot of Christian traditions, not just Lutherans, a lot of Christian traditions, every Sunday is supposed to be a mini Easter. Because the story, the, the, the good news of Jesus rising from the dead is so easy to forget that we need a weekly reminder, maybe daily, reminder of that immense, vitally important moment for us as human beings living, trying to f have a, uh, a human experience, right? Mm -hmm. We've got to have a divine promise in the midst of that. As we know, we've got a lot of violence in the world, the things going on in the Ukraine, things going on in Minneapolis, right here. We've got them and it's in our backyard and we need hope. And not just the weather related kind. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need real divine hope and not just foolishness not just some you know gullible oh things are going to get better yeah like, the, like the almost they call it like toxic optimism almost exactly yeah that doesn't help what does help is a message of good news in the midst of where there is only despair um and not some earthy thing but the message of he is not here Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Sometimes that's not shouted. Sometimes it's literally that, oh, thank God. Thank you, God, for this moment and reminding me that death doesn't win. Absolutely. Well, I know we got to get you out of here, so I want to thank you so much for you, this Grant podcast. Um, once again, we have our big Easter uh, Sunday service on, uh, what is the date on that? that is the, it's Sunday. Well, Sunday. I'm trying to remember <laughs> the, the exact date. This, right. this Sunday. April well, the, 14th. April 14th. That's what it was. Okay, oh. April 14th. April 17th. Sorry, April 17th. April 17th. Okay. Got my days all confused. It's, it's a busy week here. Forgive us here. Uh, <laughs> and we're only on Tuesday. So, uh, but we have our Monday, Thursday uh, service as well. 
that'll be here at St. John's right. streaming on our uh, YouTube channel. Then we have Good Friday over at um, uh, Lutheran, Lutheran Church, Church of the, the Good, Good Shepherd. Shepherd. That will be uh, streamed on their platform, uh, which is Vimeo. And we'll be sharing it on our social medias as well. And then on Sunday, we have our Easter Sunday service at 10 a.m. on our YouTube channel. So be sure to check that out or come in person. Uh, we want to fill these pews as much as we possibly Easter can. Easter egg hunt will be in person oh, live yeah. at 930 in the morning. And around 935, 940, we're going to have a meet and greet for a brand new staff person, yep. Edith. And Edith is going to be the director of cross-generational ministries here at St. John's starting on Easter morning. She's going to do the children's sermon. Absolutely. So we're excited about that. Come on in. We'd love to have you come Come dressed as you are. Come in your Sunday's finest. Come however you are. We'd just love to have you here. Um, yeah. Yeah, and speaking of Edith, I hope we uh, one of our one of my missions at least is to get her on this podcast as soon as possible. I think it'd be a really good conversation, especially as you know she starts to settle into the job. But anyway, thank you so much for tuning um, into this podcast. I know we've been kind of testing out some different setups for the video podcast. We're evolving it as we go and figuring out what things work and what don't work. So thank you for uh, sticking with us during this experience. Uh, by the time you listen to this, also we'll have our Spotify channel totally updated uh, with all the episodes as well. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for checking it out. Leave comments, subscribe to our YouTube channel, all that good stuff. And until next time, I'm Graham Zima. I'm Pastor Mark. And this has been Faith in the Real World. Happy Easter. Yeah.